What is up, diehards? Wes Monell in the building for AWOL Sports. Drew LaQuesta in the house. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is a 2020 NFL season preview. Our projections for every division. First through last with records. When we look at the schedule, if we give one team a win, we cross-reference that by giving the other team a loss. So we keep track here. That's how it should go, and that's how we roll. All right. The AFC West with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. We both have them winning on opening night and winning the division for the fifth season in a row. 2014 was the last season where they didn't win double-digit games with an MVP and Super Bowl MVP in his back pocket. Pat Mahomes gets the mega deal this offseason. They also shelled out some cash to Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and Chris Jones. There is a lot of hype around first-round pick Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who only adds to the third-best offense on third downs in the entire league. The D allowed the seventh-fewest points, tied for 10th in turnovers, fourth in the AFC in sacks. I have the Chiefs winning the division, going 13-3, and three, just about doubling everyone else up on wins. You have them at 11-5, and five, Drew. I do. Yeah, 11 and 5, uh, taking over the number two seed. Ooh, number two seed. And um, why, why do you have them, besides perhaps the obvious, why, why do you have the Chiefs winning the division yet again and near the top of the AFC? Yeah, as far as the Chiefs, that was one of the easier ones for me. Uh, like you said, uh, one of the big things situationally, they were number three on third downs, but they're also number three on fourth downs. I thought that was a big. Uh, situation call right there too. Uh, defensively, not too bad. Number seven in turnover differential. Uh, so they get it done on the offense. They get it done on the defensive side too. A big stat that Vegas likes to look at also is number two in yards per play. Obviously, you got a great gunslinger there in Mahomes. Um, but Reed and Bienemy, man, they were number one in 2018. And even without Mahomes for three games last year, they were top five. So um, like you said, man, offense is clicking. Um, Pretty easy one for me here. Uh, it says on the strength of the schedule, according to the CBS uh, website, they're at number 18. Um, I'm pretty on board with that. I mean, most of their tough games are uh, away. So they only, I think, have the Chargers, in my opinion, as far as teams in their division that are going to be in the playoff hunt deep. Uh, so aside from the Chargers, uh, I mean, they face Baltimore, Buffalo, Tampa, and New Orleans all away. Uh, but they got Houston, the Pats, and the Falcons at home. Uh, either way, Mahomes, um, pretty ridiculous, and he's only got room to improve. There's definitely some room to improve on the on the defensive side versus the run game. Uh, pass defense was phenomenal, but it was also a little bit concerning. They were behind uh, a lot of the playoff games, too, that they played in, in every single playoff game, actually, including the Super Bowl. Um, not just by two or three points. It was multiple scores. Um, but Mahomes, obviously masterful playing hero ball to get those wins. Uh, they do return a lot of starters. I think they return the most starters out of uh, out of 2019 versus any NFL team. And Mahomes is still getting better. Uh, he's already 12-1 and in this division. He's got a top offense. Um, I love that they're uh, one of their best – they're one of the best teams offensively. Uh, defensively also on third downs and fourth downs. Um, like you said, man, Clyde Edwards, he was one of my favorite running back prospects to come out of this year. I think the uh, Chiefs continue to dominate, man. I hear you there. And look, KC starts the year with teams that want revenge. Houston from last postseason, the Chargers as a division rival, the Ravens who lost them last year, the Patriots who didn't 
make it far enough to defend their title. So they'll have, they'll have their hands full coming out the gate here. And look, I have the other three teams bunched up. Raiders at seven wins, Broncos six and five for the Chargers. I think those will be feisty teams to beat on a weekly basis. And look, with the Chargers, I like the potential of a Tyrod Taylor offense and how the Bolts can play complementary football. He followed Anthony Lynn to L.A. There's some camaraderie there. They have a very good group of skill position players. I think we see their top five defensive potential. They were so-so against the run last year, and Derwin James is on the shelf again, unfortunately, offensively. Can Mike Williams and Hunter Henry produce and stay on the field? If Austin Eckler is not a feature back after signing his extension, they'll need someone else to step up behind a bottom 3-0 line. On the flip side, I know I gave them five wins. I do like Tyrod Taylor, and I'm interested in Austin Eckler. But I see you place the Chargers in second in the AFC West, making the postseason at 11-5. and five. Yeah, man, as a whole, uh, this is mainly just looking at the Chargers as a whole. I do like what they have put together. Um, I talked about Rivers obviously being an issue last year, but I think being in a situation that he has now uh, in the in Indianapolis, that's a good fit for him. But I think Tyrod is a major fit for this team as well. Yeah, you talked about the O-line, a mixture of injuries and poor performance kind of pushed them to another disappointing season but you know they did kind of bolster that with Trey Turner and then they got Bulaga from the Packers um hopefully they don't get uh they don't suffer too far deep with injuries again but um offense they racked up a good amount of yards time of possession wasn't that bad even with all those turnovers they were 12th in the league for time of possession but the issue there was it didn't really equate to points um number 21 in scoring too um, they kind of lost a veteran leader. I really like Thomas Davis. You know, boy wonder. He's aging, but his play is still pretty solid as a veteran leader on the field. Um, Gordon's gone with the Broncos. Like you said, DJ is going to probably miss the entire season with a meniscus injury. Um, but they got a talented D-line. You know, pressure is not an issue for that D-line. But they do got to figure out how to convert them into sacks. They were actually fourth lowest on a sack total. Um, not saying sacks are everything. We know we get the pressure, but they can definitely improve on being the fourth lowest. Um, big issue there, dead last. So out of everyone in the league, dead last in turnover battle. Um, but I really think of this as a Tyrod Taylor story. So Tyrod Taylor definitely more than capable, you know, especially what the Chargers didn't like. They didn't like the turnovers and they didn't like the, the uh, lack of athleticism with Rivers. Tyrod, never more than six interceptions in a season. He could definitely move in and out of the pocket, rush for some yards. Chargers, Chargers also, I know they love the availability of Phillip Rivers also. Big playability, offensive savviness. But, I mean, Tyrod doesn't miss games, so he'll be available. He's not too far off of Phillip's yard per average, too, uh, for attempts and yards per completion as well. And, I mean, he's a winning quarterback. He's a career-winning quarterback. He's got a pro bowl under his belt. He's got the playoff experience, and he was on a Super Bowl-winning roster with Baltimore. I think this guy's primed to uh, to get back to where he was as far as a playoff player. Um, same thing with the offense. I mean, total yards per play, they were number five. Again, we talked about that being a big number. Um, sixth in the league on third downs. They were top ten on fourth downs, so situationally they're great. I do like this coaching staff. They virtually had the same red zone scoring opportunities as the Chiefs, Saints, Cowboys, and Bucks, all who finished in the top six. So 
the additions I liked, I know it's going to be hurtful. You can't replace Derwin James, but I mean, starting three corners, you got Chris Harris coming to the coming to an already stacked secondary. That's three of the top 17 corners, according to PFF's ranks, too. So, um, man, Derwin James, one of my favorite players, irreplaceable. But I, I definitely do see some great things out of the rookie, too, Kenneth Murray. Uh, he moves a lot like Derwin James along the line of scrimmage. He can space. He's got speed. His instincts are great. Um, and they're secondary, man. It's, it's just, I think that's going to be a big, big win, especially against Kansas City twice a year. Um, I think ball control is a story. I think defense is a story. And Tyrod is going to be a big key. I know a lot of t a lot of guys like Melvin Gordon, but only uh, one time over 1,000 yards, only one time over four yards of carry. I really like the Chargers here. And look, I'm with you on Tyrod Taylor. We've discussed it before. I've tweeted it out uh, about his three seasons in Buffalo and lack of weapons where he had a running back lead the, his, his team in receiving. And another year he had a tight end. So I'm not saying a tight end can't be a leading receiver, but certainly not in Buffalo, certainly not a running back, should, should not be your wide receiver one. He finally gets a fair shake here. I like that. Thing is, look, I'm high on Kenneth Murray too. Uh, you probably already knew Kenneth Murray's my my pick for defensive rookie of the year. I just I look at the schedule and I think they're gonna start either one and four or two and three. And they have a chance to bounce back week six through eleven with a bye sprinkled in. Not sure they win more than one game in the back half of their schedule, though. We'll see what they're made of. Uh look, Denver or now let's talk about the Raiders first here. I like how the Raiders and Broncos are both building up, to be honest. I think the Raiders can be that team if the ball bounces their way more than I think it will, given their tough schedule. They can be that below 500 team to snag a wild card spot this year. I find the O-line to be better than most perceive it to be. Derek Carr is not a liability, but someone that hasn't had a wide receiver one, man. No Antonio Brown last year, and he still, I think, Derek Carr performed at a high level. This year, they overhauled their targets, and they have an elite tight end group. This offense was top 13 in passing, rushing, on third downs. Look, they took care of the ball, and they stopped the run. Two ingredients for turning things around. I think adding Rod Marinelli as D-line coach will pay dividends for this young defense. To me, they're still growing and not necessarily at the point of reaching the postseason. And we both have the silver and black going 7-9, and nine, Drew. What do you have to add to that? Yeah, obviously with the trend, I, I'm really uh, on board with the trend for Oakland now to Las Vegas, and I'm really on board for the trend for Denver as well. I just think there might be a few hiccups for both teams this year, um, most of the, mostly as of late too. But um, as far as the Raiders, I have them again at 7-9, third. Um, they played tough, man. They really surprised me. Um, they, it looks like they're building something nice, uh, coaching staff staying together. It's his third year. Um, a lot of positive things to look at. It was only a four point game, uh, playing in Kansas city, uh, to the two minute warning. Uh, so they definitely fought in that game. They came out with a win against Indianapolis that was in Indy and they got Chicago and that was in back to back game. So two wins there. They actually led in Houston again, uh, up until six minutes left in the game. Then they lost by three. So, I mean, they're in these games. Um, you can definitely see them getting over the hump eventually. Uh, John Gruden and Greg Olson, they posted, like you said, a top 
top uh, 12 offense, uh, a lot of their category is actually top nine. Yards per play, red zone, uh, attempts per game. They're the fourth best, too, in not giving the ball away. Um, but again, after all those stats, they were still bottom 10 in points. So that was the biggest thing that I held back for the Raiders, still bottom 10. Um, luckily, like you said, man, O-line was great. They formed a decent core there. You got Incognito, Hudson, and Brown anchoring um, what ESPN ranked as the fifth best pass blocking unit as well. Uh, but uh, again, they on the defensive side, I like what they're doing. It seems like the Raiders are hitting on everything in the drafts, but they did lose their top three sack getters on the team. I know they're trying to get younger. I know they're doing it through the draft. Um, but same thing with playmakers in the secondary. I just don't really see that many big bang plays um, and, and, and big time players on the, on the defense for them to hold either uh, up a spot in the playoffs or a strong push to the finish. Uh, Derek Carr, I do like Derek Carr. Um, I, we just don't know. I, you know, you're ch uh, chatter and talks about him not getting along with Gruden. Uh, he does have three career Pro Bowls. He only wins about 40% of the wins, though. He has no winning seasons with Gruden. Last one was with Del Rio. Total in this division, Carr's 13 and 22, a little bit better. Played it even last year in 2019. He was three and three in the division, but he was zero and six against all the playoff teams last year. 0 and six. Uh, with a division improvement, yeah, faced Casey and the Chargers. Um, luckily, a lot of their tougher games are home. Four out of the seven are home games. Again, I like the direction of the team, especially if they hit with their picks, but I just can't really see them getting uh, more wins. So I got them at 7-9 again. Yeah, as do I. Uh, I. I think we both see the signs on both sides of the ball there. I mean, they split 3-3 three and three in the division last year. And Max Crosby stormed onto the scene, man, starting his career with double-digit sacks. And they also have Cleland Farrell, first-round high pick. So I do like the pairing with Rod Marinelli there a lot. I think it's a huge addition for the Raiders, a huge loss for the Cowboys. And when I check out their slate, weeks four, 14 through 16, they have home games against the Colts, Chargers, and Dolphins. They can make up some ground there. They play the Jets before that, that three-game stretch. And the end of the year, they play the Broncos, another winnable game. If they're going to be a contender and win a couple of games more than you and I both think, they got to go four and one to close things out. That's possibly the driver's seat for a final wildcard spot for the Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. All right. Denver, you have to love the talent that they put together. Good drafting there as well. Thing is, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of new, perhaps too much. The underrated Philip Lindsay is stuck in a timeshare with the guy you just mentioned, Melvin Gordon. And the thing is, he's run for 1,000 yards in his first two seasons. So I understand him feeling a little disrespected because straight up he is being disrespected. But how reasonable is it to expect Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Jerry Judy to all ball out right away? Cortland Sutton in a contract year, can he reach 1,000 yards again? I need to see it. I usually like a Vic Fangio defense. Their secondary is tough, allowed less than 20 points per game. It's interesting that most of their improvement has to come from the offense, though, moving from one defensive-oriented head coach to another. And, of course, the recent news, Von Miller out for the year is huge. Uh, it hurts. It just flat-out sucks. Yeah. Uh, a reality, unfortunately. And look, again, it looks like they're drafting well, 
But we'll see what OC Pat Shermer can do. He's been around the league. He's had stints with the Rams, Browns, Eagles, and Vikings. Just let go by the Giants last year, who really, they were going through some injuries along with a QB change. So I can't put everything on Pat Shermer for the Giants' struggles as a franchise. They were just going through a lot. When I look at their schedule, Denver, they played back-to-back road games three different times throughout the year. I know there may or may not be fans, so for whatever, whatever that's worth, they go on the road for back-to-back games three different times, and I find that to be a, a tall task for a young team. Uh, when it comes to the Broncos, man, I, I have them at six wins, and I, I, I have them building up. The, the arrow's pointing up, even though six wins doesn't say it is. So, look, I see you. You have the Broncos right around the same, six wins as well. And, um, I mean, what's your perception on Denver? Yeah, again, man, just like you said, uh, we see the up arrow for sure. Las Vegas, I like what they're doing. Denver, I love what they're doing. Um, And you're right, man, I had them at six wins, but I'll be honest with you. Right before we jumped on, a couple days prior to today, a couple weeks prior to today, that number just got getting smaller and smaller. Mm. Um, as for what I saw, I did like Drew Locke. I mean, the, the, the Broncos started 0-4, then they got to 3-2 and in the next bunch of games, and then they finished 4-3. and So definitely improvement. With Flacco, they were 2-6, and and then Brandon Allen came in 1-2, and but they finished with a strong 4-1 and with my homie Drew, big arm Drew Locke. Um, I like the kid. I just got to see more. You know, they had two wins against the Chargers. They beat Tennessee with a shutout. They're actually up 23-7 to in the fourth quarter at Minnesota before they fell apart. I mean, that's signs of a young team. So uh, I think we're going to see a little bit more of that this year, unfortunately. Um, they did get a win at Houston. They went up 31-3. That game was pretty much finished after that be- um, before some garbage uh, touchdowns from Deshaun Watson. Um, Pat Shermer, pretty mediocre the rest of the way. I know he had some great years in Philly. I'm sure you remember that. But uh, pretty mediocre after that. So uh, I like you, man. I like Vic Fangio, him and uh, Ed Donatel. They did pretty well last year defensively, number 12 in yards, 10 in points, fifth ranked in both rushing and passing touchdowns allowed. So I do like that. I just think a lot of that did rely on that pass rush. I know Chubb wasn't there for a lot of the year. Um, Vic Fangio, 3-3 three and three in the division last year. Again, not that great of a showing last year versus the playoff teams, 2-7. and seven. Um, They got improvements all over the division though so that's why I'm not really seeing that much of of an improvement and that number kept getting smaller strength of schedule on CBS shows that they're number 12 I think it's gonna be a lot tougher than that now like you said a lot of back-to-back away games um and then the loss man the the Von Miller I think is a huge part that's a leader um that's a leader on the defensive team I was excited for Chubb and Von Miller to be on the same field this year I really like the uh the prospect of Chubb but I mean game planning for one guy Chubb they lost Chubb last year And he's going to be on a pitch count, they said, to start this year. Now that Von Miller's gone, I mean, it's almost impossible to game plan for two great rushers. But for one, especially if he's not going to be playing a lot of the snaps, I mean, you can game plan for that. Now, Drew Locke, one of his uh, guards, is going to be missing the first few weeks. And then his other starting right tackle is going to be on uh, the opt-out list for COVID. So it's going to be tough, man. It's it's a lot to place on his shoulders. I'm not saying it's never been done, but – the division scares me, the strength of all the defenses in that division and the schedule. So um, I do like the trend here. It's just too high of an uphill climb. 
Um, there's too many young starters, like you said, in this offense for me to see a playoff push. And um, I got him actually down, unfortunately, to four wins, so four and 12 and last in the division. Ooh, and, and I can see that, unfortunately. And then to throw in an update I saw just a little bit ago, Portland Sutton. Portland, yeah, man. <laughs> MRI on his shoulder. Uh, we'll see, but there's an update for everyone. Uh, I see you saw that as well. And that'll do it for the AFC West. 